I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. I make it cute, we make good food, and cocktails too, I'm here for you. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you can be back with me. And I have been looking forward to this episode for so long. So I'm going to tell you a bit about the episode and what we're going to cover. But also, I am here with a very special guest who I will introduce in a couple minutes or seconds. More likely, like, seconds, but in the minute variety, if that makes sense. Anyways, this episode, we're going to take a little bit of a deeper look into Pinterest, and we're going to talk about this guest and kind of where some of her inspiration comes from. And we're just going to talk about her. We're going to talk about me. We're going to talk about how our friendship came to be. Um, And honestly, I don't want to delay this any longer. So I I'm so excited because I have been dying to get this person on the pod. Uh, We talked about it, I think, back in December. And then, you know, the holidays hit and then I got busy. And now we finally had a chance to double back and regroup. So without further ado, I would love to introduce my friend Kelly, also known as Honey Boba Bear. She is absolutely amazing. I'm completely obsessed with her. And Obviously, the rest of the world is too, because she has 4.3 million followers on TikTok, 115,000 followers on Instagram, and 55,000 subscribers on YouTube. So it is very evident that 
the rest of the world is obsessed with Kelly as much as I am. Um, I'm going to let Kelly say a couple things about herself. Without further ado, Kelly, I pass it on to you. Thank you so much. That intro was like, oh my gosh, I feel so special. So thank you so much for having me on here. I am a little bit nervous because this is my first podcast, So, but I think it's going to be great. I'm excited. I think it's going to be great too. Like I, I've watched your content for so long. I think we connected back in May and ever since, like, I don't know, it was like kind of like an instant connection for me. Like I saw that we followed each other and then it was just like, I don't know, the rest is kind of history. Like, I feel like that was almost a year ago and it's weird because I can't remember TikTok really before I started following you. Like I, I remember like, you know, starting to gain a little bit of followers. Like, I don't think whenever we followed each other, I had a lot by any means. I think maybe I was at like 20,000 or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm just completely obsessed with your content. And for those people who may not know you, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. And I just wanted to say, I am completely obsessed with you. I think the first time I like found you, you were on my For You page and you were making like a like a cocktail. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I I started stalking you. I was like watching all your videos. I was like, these are like good recipes. So I need to like hit follow. So that's, that's how I remember following you. And then you followed me back and then it was just history from there. And it sucks that we haven't really like been able to like hang out or do anything because of COVID and the pandemic and like, it sucks, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like, honestly, I'm so excited for this pandemic to be over because I would love to collab on a video with you and just hang out. Like, I mean, honestly, like I feel like every time, like whenever people who have like social media platforms hang out, it doesn't always have to be for a collaboration. So I'm like completely obsessed with you. Like we've both just like, we've honestly like to the listeners out there, like you're going to just keep hearing us fangirl about each other because that's (laughs) pretty much been the dynamic thus far. And I mean, we were talking a little bit before we started recording and um, it's just so interesting how um, our, you know, our friendship came to be and like, Kelly is always super supportive and like I always see her hop on my lives. I always try and hop on her lives and it's just like one of those things that I'm so happy that TikTok brought you into my life and that um you know we're going to have a friendship to come. Yes. I I that's why I love TikTok because I mean before this I felt like so I started with YouTube. So I made like a couple of videos on there and then I hopped on TikTok and like I was able to build this whole community of like friends and like I was able to connect with like my followers like a lot more. TikTok has just like changed my life basically. It's grown so many relationships with me. So I'm really grateful and happy that I found you. <laughs> Likewise. And I I think it's amazing that you mentioned that you started on YouTube um, because TikTok was honestly my first platform. Like I had YouTube and I think I had like 63 subscribers. I know I'm kind of a big deal. Um, But what I would say is I TikTok was really where I found most of my success and where I first found success. And that has led me to, you know, other opportunities like the the show that we're recording now. Um, I don't know if it was wasn't for TikTok if I would necessarily be here and be doing that. So I'm just very thankful for that. And I'm very thankful for you and your friendship and your support. But talking kind of like about like what we're going to get into, before we talk about that, I do want to ask you a couple questions. And all the questions are about yourself. So 
no wrong answers. Um, but <laughs> that's just something I kind of like to do. And like, um, to anyone who has been listening for a while, I had my friend Justine Snacks on, um, I think back in like October and that was a really fun episode and I'm s- super excited to have Kelly as my second guest. So then, you know, we can have more guest features in the future, but I do want to know. So Kelly, I'm going to kind of rapid fire, ask you some questions and just like, you know, you can answer them with just a word or you can give me a little bit of a explanation or yeah, you, it, the, the answer is kind of up to you. So the first question I have for you and I, could probably go on like famousbirthdays.com and find out this, but <laughs> what is your zodiac sign? I'm a Pisces and I know you are too. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, when's your birthday? March 18th. Oh my God. Wait, that is amazing. Okay. Yes. I also am a Pisces and my birthday is in 12 days um, on February 25th. Actually, this episode will be coming out like a week before my birthday pretty much. So um oh I'm excited yeah. for you. Wait, how old are you turning? I'm turning 24. <gasps> are you excited? Oh my I'm God. so pumped. Like, honestly, 23 just kind of like brought so many blessings and it was kind of like a whirlwind. And I think for me, 22, it was such an interesting age because at 22, since I'm a February birthday, I turned 22 during my senior year of college. So I turned 22, graduated college, and then I went on some trips with my friends um, after graduation because, I don't know, I was just like, I have to find myself and I have to, Mm -hmm. you know, see the world while I have no obligations or responsibilities. So I traveled for about two months after graduation and then I started my job full time um, with my firm in September and then I turned 23 and then the pandemic hit. So, but I think the benefit is there were so many wonderful blessings brought during the pandemic um, for me. And I feel like I really was able to kind of like, you know, take advantage of the free time that I had by being stuck at home. Um, So yes, I'm very excited for 24. um, And as kind of a a little sneak peek into what the episode going out on February 26th will be, um, it is kind of birthday centric. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. But Kelly, how old are you turning? I am going to turn 23 and I feel old. I know some people would laugh at me saying, you're just 23, but I, I honestly feel old. I don't know why, but I just do. But I'm excited. I think once I turn 23, I'm going to be like, oh, it's not that bad. Because when I was 21, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm turning 22. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Like, I just haven't really figured myself out yet. And bringing it back to like the social media thing, like I didn't even know like all the opportunities that this has brought me. I'm just so grateful for because I feel like I'm starting to find myself and starting to like figure out what I want to do with my life because I feel like when you're around the age like 20 to 25, even a little bit older, you kind of just don't know what you want to do. So I'm just grateful that I'm starting to find myself and I'm just... Don't want to turn 23. If I could, I would just stay 21. (laughs) Honestly, I have the exact same sentiment about this. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why I feel like that may be the case. So whenever I turned 22, I, I actually celebrated a lot more because when I turned 21, I had this 
complete plan that I was like, okay, I'm going to turn 21. I'm going to go to my first bar. And then the next day on my actual birthday, I'll have like a big birthday brunch. So I was like, I didn't want to be like too like messed up from the night before. So I don't think I really went as hard as I could have whenever I turned 21. Um, And then other people did that night. So we got to brunch the next day. And funny thing is um, my high school best friend attended and he was already 21 and he was green at brunch and there was a couple other guests that were also like kind of greenish in color um, from like the night before because they were so sick. Um, So I'm happy that I didn't go that hard. But when I turned 22, I was actually super excited because I was like, oh my God, so many exciting things are happening. Because when I was 21, I'd booked most of my trips for after graduation. So I was like, I'm turning 22. I'm going to do all these amazing things. Um, And then I planned like a four day birthday weekend for myself. So it was Friday through Monday and with a different like agenda each day. And it was so much fun. And then I turned 23 and I was like, I barely was able to do brunch. Actually, mm-hmm. when I turned 23 on the day that I turned it. Um, so I work in public accounting for my nine to five when I'm not doing social media things. And I was in my busy season, similar to how I am now. Love it. Um, is something that I wouldn't describe it as, but um, tolerated. Yes. But when I turned 23, Funny thing is I was actually in a conference room with my manager as the time hit uh, 12 a.m. to actually commensurate my uh, 23rd. So I got a bunch of messages because I was kind of like locked in the back room. And my manager's like, wait, what are you getting all these messages for? And I'm like, oh, well, it just turned to my birthday. So I brought up in my birthday by working. Um, and then I exited my birthday by working. So um, <laughs> 24 isn't necessarily like that. Um But yeah, I think kind of talking about like figuring out yourself, I think it's so hard um, whenever you're kind of like in your early mid 20s, because when you're in school, for example, there's benchmarks. And I, I talk about this a lot. There's benchmarks for performance, right? If you do well, you get an A. Right. If you do like slightly less than excellent, you get a B everyone's kind of like doing the same thing. Like I would say from, you know, age five to age 18, most of us are going to be in school. Right. Um, so then after you turn 18, there's a couple of different paths that you can take, but there's still kind of benchmarks. Like people still will like, you know, figure out what path, whether that's going into the workforce or going to university or whatever. But then you kind of get to your mid, mid to late twenties, like your early mid twenties, I think your entire twenties in general, right? Where you no longer have this benchmark. You no longer have this measure of, am I doing what I need to be doing? Am I doing what I think I should be doing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Because you can look around and you can have people who, you know, you grew up with and you were all on the same path at one point. Now some of them are having children and some of them are getting married and some of them are moving out for the first time and some of them are still living at home. Like whatever the case may be, there's no like specific benchmark to to bounce off of. What do you think about that? So funny thing is, so I get on Facebook just to like stalk my high school friends. (laughs) Sounds so crazy, but I just do. I never post on Facebook. I don't really use it, but I get on there just to stalk my high school friends. And so two or three, I think three of my friends had babies and they're younger than me. And I was like, that's crazy to me. Like, I can't imagine having a kid right now, me specifically. Like, I just, I'm too selfish. I'm just going to put it out there like, I want to enjoy life right now. I, I probably will have kids maybe when I'm like late 
late twenties, <laughs> but not right now. So I don't know. It's just crazy, crazy to kind of see like where everyone is ended. What are, oh my gosh. See, I'm tripping on my words right now. And you know what? <laughs> that is perfectly I'm just so fine. nervous. You're all good. But Come on. <laughs> it's, it's just so crazy to see where everyone's going. You know, it's like, who would have thought, you know? <laughs> right. I completely agree. I, Continually, I'm pretty much the same way. I don't really post um, on Facebook either. I posted at the end of December because I was in uh, a magazine. And funny thing is, we both of our magazine features dropped like within like a day of each other. Uh, another kind of fun fact about our friendship to the listeners. Um, but that I don't post on Facebook. I check it occasionally to make sure I'm not missing a birthday. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, like I don't really go on it. And when I do, Ooh. it's like people are pregnant people are buying houses. And I'm like, where's anyone getting the money to buy a house in this economy, (laughs) especially at like our age, pretty much. So (laughs) it's insane. I, you know what I do get on there for? I get on Facebook marketplace because you can find some good things. Like that's how I get a lot of my furniture and stuff. And then I'll just like, like secondhand stuff. It's just like, I don't know. I am cheap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when it no, comes there's to decorating. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. Like, honestly, like I, when I watch your videos, I always see people asking you, oh, where did you get this from? Or where did you get that from? And every time you say home goods, I'm like, yes, I love home goods. I love TJ Maxx. I love Marshalls. So I completely agree. And I think it's like one of the better places that you can get home decor from, especially because mm-hmm. it's like a lot of it's in style and like kind of neutral too. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like Target lately has been catering more towards modern or modern farmhouse with no other real design styles. So yes, I feel like that too. And you know what's so funny? So about a week ago, I actually went to Home Goods to like kind of get things because you know how I'm like redoing like my room, my beauty room. So I was passing by. There's like a little roundabout and it has like all the shopping centers around it. There is TJ Maxx opening up and I literally rolled down the window and I screamed and I passed through. <laughs> I know it's illegal to like go through the roundabout like more than two times, but I did. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> I, I love that. those stores. <laughs> I'm just crazy. That's all it is. I mean, aren't we all? I feel like, I don't know. I go to Marshall's or I go to TJ Maxx and I go in with nothing in mind. I don't really go there with a purpose. I'm like, uh, I'll just kind of look around. And then next thing you know, like I'm swiping my credit card for like $500 and I'm walking out with like hands full of bags. And I don't know. It's kind of like Target. Like I, I swear they put something in the air. Like, have you been to Disney World? Like they pump like, you know, like good smells in the air to make you like feel good at Disney. I feel like these come. Companies and corporations are doing the exact same thing. I feel like that too. So I'll go into Target or Home Goods or like Marshalls, anywhere in that like area. And I just like listen to the music. I'm like, I feel great. There is one time I was like, I need to find so they were playing this like really good song. I think it was like a Whitney Houston song. I love her, by the way. Same and here. I looked on Spotify. I was like, is there a TJ Maxx or Marshall's playlist? And there was. You have to listen to it. It'll literally like that is my new jam. Like all those songs, I'm like using it to clean. I'm like feeling so good. You need to like listen to that playlist. Oh so whoever made that, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to have to have you text that link to me after this uh, recording. Um, I completely agree. And the funny thing is um, my friend and I, like our hanging out during the pandemic is usually just going to Target um, because nothing else was open and we could spend hours there. 
like quite literally. I feel so bad. A fun fact is one time my friend's boyfriend was with us and I felt so bad because I don't know. I don't think he had the same love and appreciation of Target as we did. So <laughs> we're in Target for like probably an hour and a half. And like, I just felt so bad that he had to. Uh, <laughs> well, hang I feel like I'll have my boyfriend wait in the car. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been like an hour, 15 minutes. Like, he would rather stay in the car than come inside with me. I'm like, you do you. I'm going to do me. Well, <laughs> I think it's come. like if he comes inside with you, he's going to be like, I feel like whenever you're with people at Target, you always like ask them for their opinion. And I feel like it's just like more so like, okay, I'd rather just kind of like chill out here, you know, watch my updates, watch some TikTok and then let you do your thing. Uh, so no, I definitely get it. Cause I'm the same way. I will literally ask people that I'm with. I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? Should I buy this? And then I'll just kind of like go back and forth with it. I'll walk the store like four times with the same item in my hand. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't get this. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? YOLO treat yourself. Exactly. That's what I do. And you know, I don't know if your target has like a Starbucks in it, but mine does. And I get a drink every time. It's so funny. Cause I'll walk up to the counter and the lady like this is so embarrassing, but she knows my order. <laughs> and so she's like, do you want the usual? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, please. Thank you. It's like 4.13. <laughs> I love that. Um, so funny thing is, I my Target one doesn't have a Starbucks. But funny thing is, where I'm from, like my hometown, we have so many Starbuckses that we usually go to one before we get to Target, which is so funny. Because there is one in that Target in my hometown. Only because when I used to live at home, um, I worked at Starbucks in high school. So I, you know, had all my coworkers who I was friendly with and I knew like that they would make my drink right and all that because the Starbucks and Target, I'm pretty sure this is me nerding out about like Starbucks corporate culture. Um, So just excuse me for a moment. Um, I'm pretty sure the Starbucks and Target are licensed stores instead of corporate stores. So they don't get like the same benefits that you work for a corporate Starbucks you would get. It means that there's kind of like an individual owner that owns that Starbucks rather than being a part of a corporate on network. So I'm always like, oh yeah, like I I used to be such a snob and I was like, I will only go to corporate stores back when I worked at uh, Starbucks. But now I will go to, we call it Tarbucks, um, like Target. Starbucks like so um yeah I do love a good Starbucks whenever it's available especially because it's like a one-stop shop like I mean it's so smart on their end too and then some of them have like the the pizza huts in them too and it's like you, you pretty much can go to Target get your groceries get dinner for the night and have a nice drink while you're walking around the store did you hear that they're gonna open up a I think they're gonna put an Alta in the Targets and that has me so excited I think I heard it. So I follow Michaela Makeup. I don't know if you follow her too. I'm not familiar, but um, was she uh, saying something about that? Yeah. So she posted on her story and I was like flipping out. So she does like makeup and like how to. She's so cool. She's so unique. You have to follow her. But she's mainly on like TikTok. But I was like freaking out. I was like, there's no, I go to Alta all the time. So I'm like, there's no way an Alta is going to open up. And like, okay, so you know how like Walmart has like, what is it? Claire's. I think they just opened up a Claire's, which is cool. Yeah. Like in the Walmarts, I think they're starting to do that. So I like that these companies are like partnering up with like trendy places, like the makeup places too. And I think it's just going to like boost their game. But anyway. Right. I I mean, I completely agree, especially with a a branch like Walmart or, or 
Target, because one thing that um, some department stores did, you know, back when department store shopping was super, super popular, Macy's is a great example. Like they would have like different like brand stores within it. Um, So I think, you know, the idea has been tried and true. And I think it's great because then it just reduces the amount of places that you have to go. And logistically, it's great because then Claire's and Ulta, they don't have to worry about buying an entire building or renting an entire building in that area. They can just have like an area of an already high traffic place. Right, exactly. Yeah, so sorry. I just like, I totally geeked out there. Like I I love business. I love Um, it. (laughs) So um, let's talk about kind of like the our like getting to know ourselves a little bit better and getting to know each other a little bit better. And I thought- one really cool way that we could do that is by talking about our Pinterest boards, right? Yes, let's do it. I have mine pulled up. So what's funny though is that, so I had a, so an old Pinterest and I switched to this new phone and I forgot my password to it. And I hate that because I couldn't log in. So I had to make a whole new Pinterest. So I have like five or six pins on like let me see. I think I have like five boards. So <laughs> mine are not that like interesting right now. So I have to like build them back up again and it just sucks. <laughs> oh my God. I totally feel that. I feel like one thing for me is like I could never live without an Apple device because on Apple, like it saves all your passwords within Safari. And, you know, for my personal life, I use my Mac and for my phone, I use like an iPhone for both my personal and work phone. So it's one of those things that at a drop of a hat, I have all my passwords available. So if I was ever to like not have that, I would be completely screwed. So here's the thing with my mom. Okay. She, she has all the devices. She has a Mac. She has her iPhone. She has it all. And she continues to, (laughs) so she'll write all her passwords on a paper. She has like five papers, but I'm not even kidding. I wish I could show you like all her past. She has her username and password. There's like like a thousand on there. And it's so funny. And I'm like, mom, are you going to at least laminate those papers? Like <laughs> what's going to happen if you lose them or you spill something on them? She's like, oh no, like I'll just remember that. Like, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> you're just going to write your passwords on a paper and she just keeps it just tucked away. I'm like, what if there's like a house fire? You're not going to be able to log into any of your things. Like she's so funny. <laughs> Right. Oh my God. That is literally so funny that you mentioned that because my mom does the exact same thing. So my mom um, has a bunch of legal pads because like she'll take them whenever she goes to court. She's a lawyer. I should probably disclose that ahead of saying whenever she goes to court. Um, So (laughs) she has like legal pads literally with like passwords written down. And I'm just like, there will be times where I have to log into something like maybe she set up the account for me, like back when I was in college and like she set up my FAFSA or whatever. And I was like, Hey, what's the password for this? And she'll be like, Oh yeah, you're going to have to look at the legal pad. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So definitely (laughs) that resonates with me and I, I can empathize. So yeah, like I feel like maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's just that like, you know, before the internet and before like technology came along, you just had to write everything down. Yeah, that's how she is. And she she writes down everything. Like even if she has like her laptop, she's like, I rather write things on a note, like a notepad. And I kind of took some of that from her because like instead of using like my Google calendar, like anything, any sort of app like that, 
I'll, I just have like my board, like I have it on my wall. It's like a little whiteboard and that's how I keep track of everything. Everything else I'll take notes on my phone and stuff, but just like calendar things, I just have to write it down or it's not the same or like make it cute too. Like I kind of like make it like different colors and different like drawings too, to make me remember. I'm just, I don't know. I'm funny that way, I guess. (laughs) No, I love that. The, I use Google calendar a lot only because I am on on a lot of conference calls uh, throughout the day. So with Google Calendar, you can set up like a Google Meet, which is like a video call like within it. So that works out perfectly for me. And it also blocks off the other person's calendar. Um, But I, for my personal life, I use a, a planner and pens. I have like a million pens on my desk and I have this big planner that I bought. And there's nothing more satisfying than writing something down and like also... They do say that writing things down do, does help you remember it. So I agree. See, there you go. That's my excuse from now on. But it's nice to like look through. I have like all these little planners from all the years. It's so cute to look through. And like when I have kids later on in my life, I'll be like, look, like <laughs> show them all my planners. But it's like satisfying to like look through them afterwards, like after a whole year, like when it's all filled out. I think it's so fun. <laughs> Right? I completely agree. And then also the one thing I notice is that my handwriting changes like every year. Like I don't understand. It's like it morphs just slightly. And I'm like, I don't know what happened to it. But like if I look at my planners or like any type of writing that I've done throughout the years, my E's I don't think have been the same a year in a row like since birth. My handwriting? That's so funny that you say that. Well, my handwriting changes like – every time I write a new sentence, I like, I'll like write super huge and then wide. And then like the next sentence is like lines that you can't even read. It's so weird. I've never been able to like master one, like handwriting. You know what I mean? There was one time I have to tell you this story. This was like back in elementary school. I wrote this like little like dare essay. I don't know if you ever had to go through dare, like that little class that they do. Yeah. That's like the drugs thing, right? Yeah. That sounds like a lot worse than what it actually was. It was like drugs education, not how to use, but like how to prevent you. Okay. I'm going to stop. I'm digging this up into a hole. Um, please keep going. <laughs> so what was I going to say? Sorry. So I wrote a little like essay or whatever, and I wouldn't use my eraser. My erasers were always like brand new. Like I just wouldn't use erasers. I would cross out my word and then write a new word over it and there was what you know how like we had little like student aides that would like help this like the teachers grade the paper or whatever so the student aide one time wrote on the paper please use your eraser I was so embarrassed from then on I like I'm all into erasers now but (laughs) my handwriting is just terrible (laughs) I mean honestly I (laughs) I think it was Whatever works for you, right? It's like if you didn't want to use an eraser, I don't feel like they should be able to mandate that you use an eraser. <laughs> I should have wrote back. I should have been like, hell no, or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't use an eraser. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's like, I would like to kindly invite you to get out of my business, please. <laughs> as um, long as you understand what I'm saying, right? <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, so let, let's kind of like look into our Pinterest boards a little bit. So uh, I'll I'll look at one of mine um, first and then we'll kind of do like maybe like a teeter-totter, ping pong, tennis, things that go back and forth, right? Um, that, that was just me just like naming a bunch of unnecessary uh, euphemisms for that. Um, <laughs> so 
one board that I actually have is a travel bucket list. And I love to travel. And funny thing is, my best friend texted me a couple weeks ago and she was like, oh, I just saw this thing on TikTok, which I don't know. If if you're not obsessed with TikTok, like, what when, how did you find me? <laughs> now, like, if you are obsessed with TikTok, like, you need to follow both me and Kelly, obviously. But yeah, everyone's obsessed with TikTok right now. So my best friend was like, I saw this thing on TikTok. It's like this travel bucket list. So she sent me a Pinterest board and then we FaceTimed and we just added a bunch of like awesome places and like a bunch of kind of like bullet journal-esque type travel bucket lists. So um, some of my favorite pins that are on this board, I would say there's one where they bullet journaled and it looks like they're in Amsterdam and it is really pretty. It's really vibrant. Um, actually, I think they're in Denmark. It says Copenhagen. So um, yeah, Amsterdam and Denmark, you are now the same place. Um, but regardless, I think it's so cool. Like I love Pinterest because one, I love collaborative boards because then we can, you know, both put things on, but I also love to travel and actually traveling and kind of like all that jazz is kind of what inspired today's cocktail. So Kelly, are you ready for a cocktail moment? I'm so ready. I'm excited. Okay. Amazing. So when I I started thinking about traveling and when I was thinking about what could a cocktail be for this episode, I thought of a Cape Cod and a Cape Cod, for those of you who may not know, is another name for a vodka crayon, which was one of my favorite drinks. It still is one of my favorite drinks. But I was like, the Cape Cod, it's a little bit boring. Is there any way that we can kind of jazz it up and, you know, just add a little bit something special to it? And I came up with this drink um, that I think will do the job. And I'm very excited to share it with all of you. Um, So we'll just call this, um, I don't even know what I want to call it. But um, this is my twist on a Cape Cod. How about that? Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to take an ounce and a half of citrus flavored vodka. So it could be like lemon vodka and orange vodka. I don't like artificial orange, frankly, but like, you know, go off to each their own. And you're going to get that into a glass. We're not shaking this. We're not stirring it. It's a mixed drink. Nice and easy. Keeping it simple for this. Um, and then after that, you're going to pretty much top with cranberry juice, but you're going to leave a little bit of space at the top and you're going to add orange juice. And what this is going to do, is going to reinforce that citrus flavor. It's going to... You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hyperthetical. 
On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. Bring the citrus vodka to your mouth in a different way, in a sweeter way. And it's also going to cut some of the tartness of the cranberry juice. And then you're going to garnish this with an orange slice or a lemon slice or who knows, a combination of both. Like, it is your life. What type of citrus do you have in your kitchen? I don't know. But just use one of them. Cut it. Anyways. I love that this is a citrusy drink because – sorry to cut you off. but you I love citrus. Like, I love citrus anything like my body wash, like any spray perfumes I have. Like, literally everything. I just love oranges, lemons, like – limes (laughs) limes <laughs> i just love it so i'm actually gonna try this right after we get off this podcast <laughs> amazing amazing i honestly i'm obsessed with citrus too um all of my essential oils that i have all have some type of citrus base whether it's grapefruit oil or orange oil or lemon oil um so i definitely love citrus and my home usually smells pretty much like citrus um except whenever I'm burning my marshmallow fireside uh, candle by Bath and Body Works, which I also love equally. But um, yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, I mean, that's that's your drink. Uh, again, just to like recap, it's super simple. It's literally just a twist on a drink that is really easy to order at a bar. And the funny thing about this drink is that you probably could order it at a bar. Tell them that you want a Cape Cod, swap out the vodka for some type of citrus-based vodka, add a little bit of orange juice, and a nice little garnish to make it look pretty. That doesn't really do anything for us, but it makes it look pretty. And I don't know. I feel like you drink with your eyes. Like I just gave a quick demonstration um, at this private event uh, not too long ago. And one of the drinks I made had a garnish. And I said, listen, you drink with your eyes. So like that sounds a little bit counterproductive. But um, Kelly, do you understand what I'm, uh, I'm getting at? I like- totally get it. Like, think about the re- – okay, so think about a lot of the reason why people go to Starbucks. They have the clear cups and the drinks are pretty. <laughs> like, just think about that. <laughs> Speaking of Starbucks, actually, I wanted to ask about this when we were talking about Starbucks earlier. You did a Starbucks series, didn't you, where you went and tried, like, the – was it the drinks of the rainbow or was it drinks that your followers recommended? Yes, it was like a mixture of both, and I really want to bring that series back, so I might just do that because it's really – I love Starbucks. I literally go there – too much but yeah I did have that and I just loved like trying new drinks so I'll go on like my Instagram and I'll ask my followers like hey what drink should I try or what's your order at Starbucks which I wanted to ask you what is your order at Starbucks because I want to go try it (laughs) okay so are you when you say what's my order are you talking hot or cold because I have like two go-tos oh let's do both Okay. So funny thing is both of the go-tos start with the same thing, chai. So I love Starbucks chai. I think it's like one of the best (gasps) things ever. We're the same person. I swear. Okay. Yes. We're both (laughs) Pisces. We both love chai. We're both obsessed with each other and both obsessed with TikTok. Like we're just adding more things to the list as we go. (laughs) Um, But I like to get usually a venti because like if I'm going to Starbucks, I'm willing to spend a little bit more coin to get more ounces. Like, Of course. So... I usually go, I'm going to go ice first. So I get a venti ice chai um, with soy milk because your boy is lactose intolerant and I'm not trying to like be on the go and have to go if that makes sense. Um, oh my gosh. I, I'm just like fangirl. I get soy milk too. <laughs> oh my God. Stop it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not just, 
oh my god let's just hear the rest of it <laughs> and then, um so it depends upon like whether i'm tired or not but if i'm tired i'll usually throw like a shot or two of espresso in there um and get a dirty chai um but if i'm just like kind of like jay chilling or if i want something like a little bit more special i'll do sometimes it depends upon like whether i care about calories that day or not if I'm not caring, I'll do a little bit of vanilla syrup, like maybe like a pump or two. Um, if I'm like trying to like watch my figure, which is like ogre shaped, um, then I'll do like, you know, a couple pumps of sugar-free vanilla. But um, I think that the vanilla soy milk that they use, the vanilla extraness and the chai just works so well together. Oh, but if I'm getting it hot, if I actually let me pivot into my hot drink. Um, if I get a chai and I get it hot, I'm so choosy about this, but I promise this is one of the best ways to drink chai. So Starbucks makes their chai tea latte hot with half water, half milk. I don't want the water. I want more milk. That's what I'm paying for. If I'm paying 80 cents for soy milk, I want it all to be soy milk, not half of it. So I get right. So like I get a venti soy chai with soy milk, no water. And then I want them to steam it like a cappuccino. So I say like extra, extra foam. Um, and I usually get an extra pump of chai if I'm getting it hot. Uh, cause I think it just really needs it sometimes. Like I feel like the chai flavor can never be too strong. So, uh, yeah, those are my kind of go-tos. And then we'll throw in the bonus. If I'm getting a frappuccino, I only get this frap at Christmas time because this is the only time they have the ingredients, I get a venti eggnog chai latte, or chai um, frappuccino. What? I didn't even know you can do that. It Right? Like, And I only do that if I'm going home after, because like, like I said, I'm lactose intolerant. I don't want to <laughs> have to go on the go. So, um, but yeah, an eggnog chai is like my favorite thing around the holidays. Your Starbucks order is like to the next level. I love it. <laughs> what is your Starbucks order? Like, it sounds like we have pretty similar go-tos. Mine's so simple. So if I'm doing a cold drink, I feel like a lot of my followers will know this. I'm obsessed with the, so I get a very, very hibiscus refresher and I always get it in the venti size. If I'm feeling like I want to spend a little extra on myself, I'll go Trenta. I don't even care. Love that. <laughs> Um, there's this one Starbucks though that puts too much ice. This is how much I go. This is how often I go. I'm telling you, like there's this one girl at Starbucks that does too much ice. So I'll make sure to go to, I'll drive the extra. Oh my gosh. I sound so crazy right now. I'll drive the extra like 10 minutes to go to the Starbucks. I know is going to make it right. So I'll get a very, very hibiscus with extra berries and yeah, that, that's it. I mean, <laughs> I love that. Simple. And then for a hot drink, I'll do a chai tea latte with soy milk. I'll just get it in a venti size. That's it. I love that. And I'm sure your Starbucks baristas love you. Um, the, I think the only reason I'm so like picky is because back when I was behind the counter, I was like, okay, what is my perfect drink? And then I was able to just like mess around like every shift and like figure out like I tried like the entire Starbucks menu. So like, you know, I, I definitely get that. Um, but yeah, I, I love chai and your drinks sound really good too i do get refreshers sometimes whenever i'm not feeling something super strong i'll have to like double back to very berry um i've been kind of obsessed with the with the dragon drink um i think it's like coconut milk and like dragon fruit I love um, that one. juice or something it's really good <laughs> 
This is so what I really want to do is like get hired at Starbucks for a week and then just like try all the drinks. I'm just kidding, but I probably wouldn't do that. But I want to, I want to like go back there and like start making drinks and stuff. Maybe I'll just like buy all the ingredients and just play them at my house. <laughs> Honestly, the thing is, you can buy Starbucks syrups. Um, like if you want a bottle of that, I don't know if you know, but you can literally ask hi, can I buy a bottle of vanilla syrup or can I buy a bottle of caramel syrup? And they'll sell it to you. No way. Really? Way. I had uh, customers who used to come in and ask to buy bottles of syrup. And, you know, we'll give you a pump for it too. Like, it'll be like you're actually making it at home. Oh my gosh. I'm so doing that. I'm doing it for a TikTok and I'll tag you. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have to do that. Wow. I'm excited now. I'm going to have like my own personal Starbucks at home. And then I don't even know how to make any of the drinks. <laughs> if you need any tips or anything, I don't know if they changed the recipe since I used to be there. But, you know, you, you have a veteran. So I'll more than happy uh, give you the secrets. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell me in the audience a little bit about what your Pinterest boards look like? Yes. And you know what? I... I was sitting here and I was like, what is my old username? And I actually found it. I have two followers. Love it. Um, (laughs) So famous. Okay. So we have, wow. Let's see here. So we have a living room ideas one because I am going to be redoing my living room. That's like another, I guess, hi, hello. I'm doing a living room series, I guess. (laughs) So whoever listens to this podcast will know. Um, So I really like decorating and I have a lot of like, decorating boards on here. And I get a lot of my inspiration from Pinterest. Like I literally, it's basically like my Google for just decorating, but I feel like I get this from my mom too. Cause so when we, so I'm actually from Las Vegas and she bought this house and she just like renovated the whole thing. And I was probably like eight years old and just like watching her do it and just watching her like come up with like these crazy, like she built like a whole, like jacuzzi thing like this whole patio thing she turned her so when you walked into our old house there was like a an area where you had like like a seating area I don't even know what to call that like a it's not your main living room but it's like the first entrance living room the formal living room (laughs) yeah and so above it there was like a huge like space there was like a there was like railing you can like see basically like upstairs like the huge hallway upstairs so she basically like made a whole nother room and she made it her closet. And ever since, I feel like ever since that project that she did where she just made this ginormous closet, I was like, oh my gosh, like I just love decorating. And I like, I guess my inspiration comes from my mom. Wow. Hi mom. If you're listening to this, I guess all my inspiration comes from you. (laughs) We'll make sure to send her a link to the episode. (laughs) Yes. But that is like my first board. Like I have a lot of, I like, I have a modern taste. So I like blacks, whites, like those types of colors. I like to add in like a pop of color here and there, but I'm mainly just like straightforward with my colors. But that's that's one of my Pinterest boards. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, funny thing, actually bouncing off of that, I love decorating as well. That's also another like big hobby of mine. And back when I was in high school, I had so many, I, I have a different Pinterest account than I did when I was in high school. But when I was in high school, I had so many Pinterest boards um, literally dedicated to decorating. I think I have one about feng shui uh, now, but like I'm pretty much the same. Like I would say that I used to be like, oh yeah, I love modern farmhouse, but I don't like it when it looks like 
I'm not even gonna like sugarcoat it. I don't like it when it looks tacky. If that makes sense. Yeah, that um, totally makes sense. <laughs> I totally. So, it's like I I do like it to an extent, but like I think the only type of farmhouse thing I have in my apartment currently is like a buffalo check pillow that I got from Calvin Klein. Um, and I love it, and I think it, but it's just black and white. It's not like red or green or like actual like plaid, but yeah, like. I have a lot of like white and a lot of gray and a lot of like dark colors and modern lines and all of that. So I, I de- that definitely resonates with me. Um, so I think it's my turn to talk about a Pinterest board. I think this one's really funny um, because it shows kind of like, like you were saying that you're crazy earlier. I think this shows my crazy. Um, and I feel like I talked about this on a previous episode. And if I did, just listen through it again, y'all. Just bear with me. Uh, entertain my craziness. So... <laughs> I actually have a Pinterest board that is called Wedding Plans. And I will completely disclose this. I am single AF. Um, Listen, if you are listening to this and you want to slide into my DMs, don't because I'm not trying to be cuffed yet. But, you know, maybe in a year, like hit me up. Just like enter my request box. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) exactly. It's like one year from today slide into miles as dms i mean i'll be a whole new person by then too probably better so you know just plan for it (laughs) but i have a board called wedding plans where i literally have like all of like my wedding plans and i actually think i talked about kind of like wedding plans on uh, the episode i did with justine so a couple parallels um but i really want a destination wedding um in santorini and i want it kind of small and i have like all of that on and then i have like kind of like the ring that i want like and i'm gonna have to get it custom made because there's not many rings that fit my criteria and i have like decorations and all of this stuff and actually my um my best friends who are all kind of like contenders for my best human which is like the equivalent of like a best man i'm just calling it a best human because i don't know who it'll be if it'll be a man or a female um or so it's one of those things that I just haven't determined that yet, but I shared it with all of them. So then they all know what I want. And then funny thing, this is kind of like a twofer. Um, I also have a bachelor party board as well, which has like my, again, contenders for best human on there. Um, and I'm like, whenever it comes to planning my bachelor party, I'll basically plan it for you. You just kind of have to work through the details because the contenders for my best humans, they all know this. It's a mixture of people who knew me in high school and um, like my college best friend. So it's like, they've known me at different stages of my life and what I might've liked at one stage. I may not like currently and I may not like in the future. So I don't know. I, I think I like having some sense of control over this and, you know, I'm just like, here, I'll plan it for you. You guys will know exactly what to do. I love that. Um, I, let me see. I'm like scrolling through. I had one Pinterest board. It has like all, I think it's called like TikTok food. Hold on. Wow. Let me try to find it. I think it's called like, well, I have all my like TikTok like recipes or whatever on it. Um, and it just, I lost it. Wow. Hold on. No worries. No worries. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. It's called TikTok food hacks. And just like, I I don't know. I love baking. I can't say that about cooking. I don't really like to cook, but I love baking. So I have like a lot of like cool recipes that I like to just 
get inspired. Like there's like a rice crispy swirl recipe on here. Just like little recipes I like to try. And like, I'm sure you've seen some of them on my TikToks too. Like the marshmallow one. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to make this. What I like to do is like, like I take a base of like a recipe and then I want to add like different things of like my own to kind of like make it my own. So I love that. Yeah. There's like a pop rocks recipe here. There's like homemade Tootsie Rolls. I'm just looking at all my old things, like cookie pies. Like, what the heck even is that? Is the dragon beard candy on there? Um, no, hold on. It probably is on Pinterest, but let me see here. I think it's not pinned, but I did get it from Pinterest. I no, you know what? Well, I got it from Pinterest, but I it was actually from someone on TikTok and I forgot his username. Wow. <laughs> this is so bad. I have it. It's tagged on that video, but he made this like whole recipe of like the dragon's beard. That was a big flop. Wow. But you know, what's crazy. That whole little series blew up and I just didn't even think it was going to, because it was me failing like four or five times. And I think just, I think people just like to see like the back, like behind the scenes of everything. Because let me tell you, these recipes that I try and do are not easy. Like I just show you guys like the easy parts of it. <laughs> but right. some of these things are like really hard. And especially if you're not like experienced in like baking, like I'm really not, I'm not a good baker. I'm not a good cooker. Like I don't even know what I'm doing in the kitchen, but just like trying these things are like I don't know. They just make me feel relaxed and like following a recipe or like making up my own. I just, it just brings Zen to me, I guess, <laughs> if that makes sense. It probably doesn't, but yeah, I don't know. That totally makes sense. And I love that you're talking a little bit about your process and talking about like, you know, where you get your inspiration from. And like, also I do agree. I think people really do like seeing the real behind it. Um, there's, I'm sure you have them as well, but there's so many drafts that I have of like videos that, you know, maybe I messed up in and it's like, I love watching those at least myself. And I, you know, I'm a little bit more hesitant to post it, but I love the fact that that series blew up. And I think what really drove people to like, want to continue watching it is the fact that one, you got there at the end, right? Um, Eventually. <laughs> you know, it, it, it took five parts, but we got there. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think the other thing is that like you kept trying and a lot of times people will try something on TikTok and they'll be like, yeah, it didn't work for me. And then just like not try it again. I think that's what kept people going back f- for, uh, for that because they're rooting for you. They wanted you to succeed and they wanted to see you, you know, get to that end point and that end product. I love it. I was just so blown away with like how crazy that took off. I was like, I think the first video is at like 11 million views. I just like, I can't even like put that in my head still to this day. <laughs> like it's that, just so crazy. That is amazing. And I also want to like make sure that I jump off because um, I heard you said that you're, you love to bake, right? I love baking. It's like one of my side hobbies. I love it more than anything in the world. Like even though I don't do it well, I just love it. <laughs> Okay, well, since you love baking, let's do a recipe and let's do a recipe that requires baking and that is so easy um, and is so delicious. How about that? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so um, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, I posted these chocolate chip cookies um, and 
you know, like it was very like aesthetic, not aesthetic. It had flaky salt. Like it, it's just pretty much everything that you want in the cookie. Um, and they're chocolate chip. They're very easy. And I hope that you get the chance to bake these, Kelly. Wait, were these the ones you were making in your life? Yeah, they are. And I had asked what kind of cookies those were. Yep. <gasps> they looked so bomb. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> so we are going to make that recipe. Um, I'm super excited. So these are going to be brown butter chocolate chip cookies. Um, I think there's something so fun about brown butter. And um, I, I did a whole little segment about brown butter a couple episodes ago. Um, not a couple. I mean, quite a few episodes back. Uh, it was whenever I gave the sage and brown butter uh, recipe. Um, so, you know, if you want to learn about the mechanics of brown butter and like all of that, listen back to that episode. But for this episode, we're going to use brown butter as a foundation to build some really delicious cookies. And the benefit of these is they come together so quickly. I was able to pretty much make, bake, and eat cookies like during my entire live. And I think I was live for maybe like 40 minutes. So homemade cookies from, you know, bowl to table in 40 minutes. And that includes chilling time. That sounds like a recipe for me. So let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I feel like I before I actually talk about this recipe, I'm going to jump off again real quick and say, how do you feel about like balancing content creation with your personal life? You know, it's hard at points. I feel like I'm at a point now where content creation probably takes up 90% of my life. And then I have like 10% of my life. I do whatever else I need to do. I... Content creation is my life now and I love it. I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful I'm able to do the things I do and I just love living this life that I have. It's just so great. And it's just hard to like balance and I'm trying to figure out like there's some videos where I do where I'm like, I'm doing a self-care video and I'm really trying to do like something for me, but I'm like, wait a minute, I can make a TikTok out of this. So then I do that. But I feel like content creation is like life now, (laughs) if that makes sense. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I feel like there's, and I don't want to use the word pressure because pressure always sounds negative, but I feel like there's always such a, like a voice in the back of your head. Like anytime you do something, it's like, oh, I could totally film this and like, kind of like, you know either mitigate the amount of content I have to make or like maybe make one less video that week because I'm filming this. So I definitely agree with that. Like I'll like whenever I post a lot of my cooking videos, it's because I have time to like edit them, but it's literally just me like cooking for that night. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make a video out of this. I'm just going to record it. Or sometimes like whenever I go on live to like, just like engage with people, I'm like, I'm just cooking. I'm just doing what I'm doing normally, but I could do this and like potentially like boost, boost my content to the FYP or engage with people who are following me or who come across my live. So I, I definitely get how content creation can be very consuming. And especially someone with a platform of your size, I imagine you have a lot of content that you're consistently pushing out to like keep on the good side of the TikTok algorithm. Right. And it's, it is like overwhelming just to a certain point. Like I still love, I love it. I don't care about the overwhelming part, but it is kind of, and I just want to make sure like, I don't put out like a crap video. You know what I mean? Like I want to put out like the best I can for my followers. And, you know, even if it's just like me painting my nails or there was a TikTok I did and it was like me doing my nails. I was literally doing my nails and I was like, I do a TikTok out of this. But it is 
I know, yeah, like you said, pressure and it's kind of like negative, but that's like just how it is. (laughs) But, you know, going, if you're planning on like going into like content creation, I mean, that's what you're just going to have to deal with, like probably the rest of your life, I feel like, (laughs) but it's so worth it. (laughs) Right. I completely agree. Like, and it's one of those things that every one of those points resonated with me. Like, I don't want to put out crappy content, but I know that I need to put out content. Right. And it's like, I feel like that's like one thing that I do a lot is like, for me, I'm like, what can I create content out of? And then also I'm trying to find like content that's like maybe a little bit more high maintenance versus content that's a little bit more low maintenance. So like I just did a like candy tasting series and within that series, like I, that, those videos take very little effort to make. Those videos are very low impact on my life and very low maintenance. But for some reason they've been blowing up. I don't know why. Um, so like, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I could, yeah, it's like you can do something so simple and it would blow up. Like it's just so crazy. But then there's other things where you take so long to do like five hours to film and then they don't do as well. It's just, I don't know. It's just like the simple things that people like and see and get out there. And then I guess like when people like get to know you and stuff like that, they'll like go to those videos that you spent so much time on and then they'll like boost that. So it's worth it in the end. But when you first do it, sometimes it's like, oh man, I worked so hard on that. And TikTok doesn't like me today, I guess. (laughs) Right, right. Like there was this one video I filmed. It was, um, I don't know if you saw it. It's this butternut squash with like um ricotta like with this like lemony ricotta sauce um and just filming that video took so much because i had to peel the butternut squash i had to cut it there's so many like i'm pretty sure i have like two hours worth of footage that i had to cut down into like a tiktok size um because i was just like i want to record everything and then i can pick and choose what i want so re-watching that like actually editing it all that jazz and actually like cooking it i just remember i was like when i first posted it, it got like 200 likes and i was like okay <laughs> I know that I don't have that many followers, but like I was expecting a little bit more. It ended up like actually like, you know, blowing up a little bit. It got like, you know, a couple tens of thousand likes. And that's good for my page because, you know, I only have like 98,000 followers, which I'm like 2,000 followers away from what? a hundred thousand. And I'm like, what? How is this happening? Like, I'm so excited for you. That's like so crazy. Thank you. And like, you know, hopefully. Hopefully I keep up good content and, you know, maybe I'll be at your level one day. But, you know, it's one of those things that I'm just like, oh, my God, wait, this is a benchmark. This is me finally hitting like six figures. Maybe not. You deserve it. Like the content you put out there is quality and it's like the type of content that I just like go and I binge watch. Like it's really good and you just deserve you deserve. Wow, I can't talk. (laughs) You deserve more like. I love it. I just love you as like a person. Your personality is so cute. I just love you. Like everything about you. I'm obsessed. (laughs) Kelly, oh my God, this is like doing great for my ego. And I'm going to like stroke your ego a little bit too, because like I said, I'm completely obsessed with your content. We all are like, you know, we, the numbers don't lie. Like we're all completely obsessed with you. And it's like one of those things, whenever I see like your videos, like so when I go on TikTok a lot, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I actually go to my following page a lot more than I go to my For You page because like if I'm following someone, I want to see their content and it doesn't necessarily always pop up on my For You page. And sometimes if I feel like I haven't seen someone's content in a while, I'll go directly to their page and I'm like, okay, let me just like catch up. But I always get so overjoyed whenever I see your content pop up on my For You page or even on my following page whenever I'm going there. And your content is so distinct that I can look at the 
first frame of your video and I'm like, this is Kelly's like, and I know this is going to be good because like you said, you only put out really like good high quality content and I see the amount of effort. Like never have I ever really seen someone do as many like kind of like renovation projects as you have done. Like I remember whenever you ran a, so the beauty room um, project that you're doing, was that the room that you also painted gray or was that your bedroom project? So that was the, oh, that room has been so many things, by the way. And I want to say thank you for saying all these things. Like, I'm literally tearing up right now, like, just hearing someone say that to me. is just so kind. So thank you. But that room has been a guest room. That room has been my filming room. That room has been just a beauty room. I have now decided it's going to be both. (laughs) But it actually started off as yellow. It was like a yellow tan color. I was like, oh, no, this is not going to (laughs) work. Oh, wow. like just modern colors. So I was like, okay, I'm going to paint it. Here's a, oh my gosh, here's the tea. So I painted this room like three times before I decided on white. So at first I painted it this like purple-ish. Oh, it was a gray, but then it looked purple on camera. I was like, no, I can't have this. So Amazing. it was gray. And then I turned it into this like dark, like charcoal color. Cause I was like, Ooh, this would look really good on like YouTube and like having the LED lights everywhere. And I was like, wait a minute. I looked at myself in front of the camera. I have like a darker skin complexion. It just didn't look good. So I was like, no. So let me try a different color. So I did another light gray and that was just way too green. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do white. It looks great in the background. It looks great with the LED lights. Like, and that's how I decided on the color white. I kind of went on a tangent, but that's the kind of, that's the tea with that room. (laughs) I mean, I I love it. And I love hearing the background about all of this because like I said, I have very, I I don't think there's like any creator who's not like a full-time interior designer that has kind of pushed out as many like kind of like home projects as you have and all these changes. And I love those projects. And I think that's another reason why people love consuming your content. But before we kind of keep uh, fangirling, I did pivot from the recipe and I want to make sure that I give the recipe out before I forget. Um, so we're talking chocolate chip cookies, brown butter, uh, speaking of colors. So uh, the cookies are brown and the butter is also going to be brown by the time you're done with it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a, uh, this is going to sound like a lot of butter, but um, this is going to make like quite a bit of cookies. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I don't want any salt in this butter. So you're going to take a half cup of unsalted butter, which is going to be about two sticks, and you are going to get that in like a pan. And you just want to melt that down like slowly. like, And then it's going to start to foam, and then the milk solids are going to separate, and then the milk solids are going to caramelize, and then it's going to be brown. It's about a like two to three minute process. You just want it to be kind of like golden amber in color. We're talking a lot of colors today. I love this. Um, and then also speaking of colors, we're going to want some brown sugar as well, as well as some granulated sugar. So we're going to do about a half cup of brown sugar into our brown butter mixture. Make sure the brown butter is a little bit like cool, like let it cool off for a little bit. And then what we're going to do is we're going to do about four tablespoons of granulated sugar. So about, you know, 50 grams of granulated sugar. And then what we're going to do is we're going to do a whole egg. Um, You can do like an egg and an egg yolk if you want it super rich, but we're going to do like a whole egg. Um, I might throw an egg yolk in mine. We'll see. Um, But those are kind of like our ingredients that we're going to start with. So what you want to do before you add your eggs, I probably should have said this first, you want to cream together your butter and sugar. So you just want to mix it all. So like you have this beautiful like melted brown sugar, and then you have this 
or brown butter, and then you have your brown sugar and you have your granulated sugar. Cream all that together, then add in your egg. And then what we're going to do is we're going to add in about a teaspoon of vanilla extract. I'm using a small batch vanilla extract, so it's a little bit more stronger. So yeah, now I'm going to use a little bit less, but use an appropriate amount of vanilla extract. Um, and you're going to cream that in with the egg. And then separately, what you're going to do is you are going to get about 120 grams of all-purpose flour. Um, so you want approximately um, a cup and a little bit of change. So a little bit of change is debatable. Like, you know, I, I trust all of you uh, to to deduce what a little bit of change might look like. Um, I am talking in grams, but I'm talking in grams and in cups because whenever you measure flour, flour has different densities. So what you want to do is you want to read the packaging. Um, if you have a food scale, use it. Baking is a science, so it is better to use exact inputs. If you want the exact amount of flour that I used um, for a cup's worth of flour, I used about 126 grams. Um, and then what you're going to do is you're going to need half a teaspoon of baking soda. So this is a baking soda cookie. So um, I'm not a food scientist, but I know a little bit about food science. So whenever you use different leaveners in your cookies, it determines their spreading. These cookies are going to spread quite a bit uh, because we're using baking soda versus baking powder, which would give you like a more fluffy cake-like cookie. So baking soda, if you want it a little bit thinner and a little bit more crispy, and baking powder, if you want it a little bit more fluffy. Um, and then we're going to combine our dry ingredients. And also you're going to want a little bit of salt. I like using kosher salt inside the cookie dough. And the reason why I specify kosher salt is because I'm going to talk about another type of salt that we're going to use on top of the cookies. Um, but you're going to combine your uh, dry ingredients and then you're going to basically add your dry ingredients into your wet ingredients. Um, one of my other mutuals on TikTok is Jeremy Sheck. And he always talks about how sifting your dry ingredients is a scam. So like, you know, we're going to follow that logic and we're just going to throw our dry ingredients into our wet ingredients. And we're just going to mix it until it becomes homogenous. You don't want to overmix it. You don't want to overdevelop gluten in these cookies. So, you know, just mix it until it's combined. Um, and then what I like doing, and the reason why I like doing this is because it creates really beautiful marbling within the cookies. I like taking a couple ounces of semi-sweet chocolate. I buy the baker's bar. You can buy whatever type of semi-sweet chocolate you want, but I like chopping my chocolate myself because then you get some big chunks, you get some little chunks, little slithers, and they're going to make your cookie look super cute. So with that in mind, you're going to mix in I don't know, let's say about a cup of chocolate chips or chocolate chunk slices. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> and you're just going to fold that in. Then what you're going to do is you're going to throw that bad boy in the freezer. I like throwing it in the freezer for about 15 to 20 minutes, uh, just so everything kind of firms up a little bit. And I like baking my cookies at 350. You can bake your cookies at any other temperature that you want. But I think 350 is just like, you know, all you have to do is just like turn your oven to 350 if you have an electric oven. I just hit the bake button and then I hit the start button and, you know, it's already set to 350. I love technology, you know, it makes my life easier. Um, but then, you know, after your 15 to 20 minutes, you're going to take your cookie dough out and you are going to just, you can use an ice cream scoop. You can, I like using a quarter ounce uh, scoop. So all my uh, cookies are going to be about a quarter ounce or maybe like an eighth of an ounce or eighth of a cup, sorry, uh, or a quarter of a cup. So I like using that for sizing and it makes the cookies bake super round whenever you're pressing it into like a cup like that. Um, and you can make as many or 
little cookies as you want. Like size is completely up to you. You could put this thing on your cheat tray and make one big cookie sheet. Um, I don't control your life, um, nor am I trying to. So, you know, bake as I would do the big cookie want. sheet. That's what I would do. <laughs> right? Like honestly. Some ice cream on top. <laughs> I mean, whenever your doctor says you're only supposed to have one cookie, I want a cookie the size of a cookie sheet, right? Exactly. He never said what size. Exactly. <laughs> or she, or- whoever <laughs> them <laughs> um but yeah and then once you have your cookies me- measured out you're gonna bake them for about 15 to 17 minutes um depending upon how baked you want them if you want them a little bit softer in the center take them out earlier if you want them a little bit more baked in the center keep them in longer if you want it a little bit more brown on top keep it in longer i trust that everyone has cookie baking abilities but then you're going to take it out you're going to let it cool and you're going to sprinkle with a little bit of mold and salt which is flaky sea salt um and or any type of flaky sea salt you could use um fleur de sal as well that's a little bit more expensive than mold and salt so you know i am on my cheap ish and i'm going to use some mold and salt instead um and it's going to be delicious because you're going to have the salt on top you're going to have chocolate marbled in every bite it's got that brown butter working going to add a nice little nutty flavor I promise these are going to be some of the best cookies that you make. And everyone's going to be like, what store did you buy these from? Or what bakery did you buy these from? Levon is shaking right now. Um, if you guys know about those Levon cookies in New York. so. Um, but that's the recipe. So Kelly, are you going to make yourself a cookie sheet later? Um, tonight. Like my mouth is watering right now. <laughs> so I'm totally going to try this recipe. I'm excited. Yes, I love that. And actually, I think it is my turn, right, to to talk about an, another Pinterest board. So I think this is going to be the last board I talk about for me. And Kelly, if you have another board that you would like to talk about, we can definitely punt it back to you and then uh, we'll wrap up for our listener's pleasure. Um, so I have this board called Fluffy Boys and it is literally a board dedicated to like golden retrieval, golden retrievers, golden doodles and mini doodles. Um, and it's just like probably like one of my greatest accomplishments ever. And I love it. Like, I don't know. Like, do you like dogs, Kelly? I have a dog. I love dogs. I've lived with dogs my whole life. I have a Shiba Inu right now and she's like my best friend. I love her. <laughs> I love that. I had a Shiba Inu on Dogs, So like we're practically the same person. Oh my gosh. I remember I had like a pink Nintendo DS. Like I remember those days. I miss like the simple times, you know? <laughs> agreed. Agreed. And like, since we're close in age, we probably had a lot of the similar things when we were growing up too. Like I remember like I, I used to, I wish I could go back to this morning routine. Um, so what I used to do is I used to wake up and I would go downstairs and I was too young to drink coffee. So I would make a cup of hot chocolate because I wanted to feel like an adult. Um, and I would feed my Nintendogs, take them on a walk. I'd sit at the kitchen table in the kitchen nook and just drink my my quote unquote coffee, which was actually hot chocolate. And I don't know. I felt like that's just like something I saw adults do in movies. And I kind of wish I had that morning routine still. I would make some eggs or, or something like, you know, just J chill. <laughs> I love that so much. I can't even remember my morning routine. It was probably just me getting up and watching SpongeBob. <laughs> I love that. Actually, Waiting for my parents to feed me. <laughs> so I have to ask, since you brought up SpongeBob, I know we've been, we've covered a lot of topics on this episode, and I'm sure everyone appreciates it. I appreciate it. Um, but if you could be a SpongeBob character, who would you be, and why? Um, I would be a couple. I would probably. <laughs> 
be Patrick. That's my number one. That's like my spirit starfish. Wait, hold on. He's a starfish, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make sure I'm not good with like ocean. But anyway, so so probably Patrick and um, oh my gosh, do you... (laughs) So do you remember that one episode or a couple episodes where Spongebob had his little like seahorse? What was his name? I can't remember. Oh, wait, the one that like, oh my gosh. Green seahorse. Yes. What? Oh my God. I can't remember. But anyway, just like, I'm so like clueless. And so like, I don't know. I feel like I'm a ditz. (laughs) So probably one of those characters. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I feel like if I was a SpongeBob character, I I always used to say I'd be SpongeBob or I'd be Patrick. Like, I would love to say that I'd be SpongeBob because, like, I'm the main character of my life. So I'm like, you know, I would definitely be the main character. But the more I age, the more I'm like, I'm Loki Squidward. Like, I love like fancy, sophisticated things. And like, I play instruments and, you know, I like my space to be a certain way. And I kind of like order. I'm also spontaneous, but like, I hate to say it, but like Squidward is kind of like my, my spirit, um, squid. (laughs) I love that. So I want to ask you, what instruments do you play? Because I play instruments too. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I play the cello. I um, played the cello for, uh, I don't even know how many years, like 13, something like that. Um, my first instrument was the piano. Um, my father was also a pianist and he taught me whenever I turned four and basically was able to sit at a piano. Um, I played percussion in high school. So I, I, I played cymbals and marching band, but I played like all the different types of percussion instruments from like bongos to uh, the marimba to the xylophone in college. Um, what else do I play? I play ukulele. Did I say that? I don't know. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's um, cool. <laughs> I play guitar, both like acoustic and electric. And I know it sounds weird to differentiate, but my playing styles on acoustic versus electric are different. Um, I can play a little bit of upright bass. Um, and I would say my voice is also an instrument. So I've, I've sang as well. I love that. You play so many instruments. Oh my gosh. What do you play? Tell me. Okay. Well, I lied. I play one instrument and I, I like to think I'm good, but I'm really not. So, and I have a quick funny story, but it's the clarinet and I, So I was in middle school and so I was in marching band for like one year. So I was like trying to figure myself out. And I remember I had this like band teacher. He was so mean. And I feel like he was just mean to me and my one friend because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. This is like our first year. And this is like, I don't know why they put me in intermediate classes, but they did. And I was just trying to learn how to do it. And so I guess he expected that I knew how to play. But anyway, I was like sitting in this like whole room full. It was probably like 30 people. And then they had like their instruments or whatever. So I was part of like the clarinet line. And I remember I just didn't know what the heck I was doing. And he gave us a sheet of music to play. He didn't even teach us how to do it. And I was just, (laughs) I was just pressing the buttons. I wasn't even like blowing on the little, is it a reed? I think that. Yeah. Like the the reed and mouthpiece. (laughs) Yeah. I was just pressing buttons or whatever. And so was my friend. So there was no music coming from that, like our section. (laughs) And I remember after class, 
our teacher pulls us in one by one. I was first. And he was like, he made me cry. And I had to transfer classes. He was just telling me how horrible I was and how like I shouldn't be in the class. And he made me feel so bad. And I was like young. I didn't know. Like now I would have been like, okay, that teacher's like going to get fired or getting talked to. But I just like took it and I cried and then my friend went in and she took it and she cried and we switched classes. We actually went to choir and that was bad. But anyway, that's like a short little story. I, I, ever since, I mean, I just started like practicing it and like, I think I'm okay, but I'm not the best. (laughs) I'm sure you're great. Maybe we have to start a little uh, cover band or something. You know, I could, I could bring an instrument. You could bring the clarinet. Uh, we could be like, you know, do like Kenny G covers or like, uh, yeah. um, oh my God, what is his name? Um, well, my best friend's going to kill me uh, for forgetting his name. Uh, the guy from Wham. Um, I, it's totally escaping me. George Michael. Um, uh, we could do George Michael covers or something like that too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you have any other boards that you wanted to uh, share with us or um, anything that you wanted to just like let the listeners know? Um, I I mean, my boards are pretty. I have one that's like a comfy outfit ideas because that's all I wear. I wear comfy outfits. You can see me. You'll always see me in leggings or a hoodie. I know I get comments <laughs> like, is that all you wear? Just hoodies? I'm like, yes, that's literally my closet. <laughs> like, thank you. Even during the summertime, like that's what you'll see me in or like a comfy shirt. I mean, we love an athleisure moment. Yeah, I feel like that's my style, athleisure that's all I wear. I like, I don't feel comfortable in anything else. Like I used to be so girly. And so I feel like I'm still girly. Don't get me wrong. But like with the way I dress, like I would wear dresses, skirts, like heels and stuff. Now I'm just like, nah, I just wear my tennis shoes and that's good. Well, of course I'm not going to like be naked, but like, everything else just at leisure. Not is the right platform for me and nudity. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, the rest of my boards are kind of just like, like I have a DIY haunted house, like board, I was going to make like a whole haunted house for a TikTok. Maybe I'll do it for this Halloween, but I was going to do it in my basement. I think that would have been so cool. But that's basically it with my whole new Pinterest board thing. I'm still building it and stuff. Like I have backyard ideas. It's mainly full of like DIY projects and like projects I'm going to do around the house and recipes. That's basically me. (laughs) I mean, I love that. I think that's great. And I really like, you know, appreciate you like showing us into our, your process and like, you know, being so open with us. And like, I'm sure all of the listeners really appreciate just like kind of like getting a little bit more of a deeper in view to like, you know, who we are as people. And I I guess what I would say is as we start to wrap up, do you have anything that you want to leave the listeners with? Um, follow me on TikTok, honey, Boba bear, follow me on Instagram, honey, Boba bear, and follow me on YouTube, honey, Boba bear. And thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I was really nervous at first, like I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do if I trip on my words, which I probably did. And you're probably going to leave it in. So this is just really raw. And I just love the way that you do your podcast. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I just love your podcast. So I'm so honored to like be on here with you. <laughs> I so appreciate that. And I just, you know, I appreciate our friendship and like looking forward and just I I think it was so amazing that we were able to finally connect on here. And yes, as she said, 
follow her on all of her platforms. She has amazing content. Like I wouldn't follow her if she didn't like, you know, I only like extraordinary people on my following page. So I think that, (laughs) you know, I'm so happy that you guys were able to join us for another episode. And I'm so thankful to Kelly for being able to hang out with us. And I'm just gonna, you know, we're gonna kind of start wrapping things up and, you know, as usual, follow me at Mileski or Mileski2 if you're on TikTok. Um, we have an Instagram, Make It Cute Pod, and I'm so excited for you to tune in for the next episode. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Cause this podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.